0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody.
1: And I am Nia Jax's seamstress.
0: Yeah, you're going to need a lot of work on that. But we'll get into that later on. I'm busting at the seams. (laughs) In more ways than one. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We want to talk about our social media handles. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram. YouTube and TikTok are coming up soon. Don't worry. We will have dates for you. Also, we want to make mention of some upcoming events that we're going to be at. We've made mention of it last week, but we want to talk about it again. This Saturday, October 21st, Hope Championship Wrestling in Thomaston, Georgia at Silvertown Baptist Church. Come see it. Our good friend Logan Stevens is going to be there. And the legendary Nikita Koloff will be there as well. You don't want to miss it. Come see it. Bell time is at 7 p.m. at Thomaston, Georgia. Also, November 4th, Solid Rock Championship Wrestling in Thomasville, Georgia. Come see it. Our good friend Bill Weaver is going to be there in his last match. And speaking of, we have Bill Weaver back on the show with us today to get his thoughts on last week's episode when we had Kyle on here. So, Bill and Kyle.
1: Hold up. Give it correctly.
0: The Dream weavers yeah I, I don't know if I could say you took all the credit for this or this was all because of you but that's how it's been billed on the card so far but yes the dream Weavers Kyle and Bill are here with us right now Bill and Kyle thank you so much for joining us this week
2: happy to be here
3: thank you very much gentlemen for for having us on here I understand we got some uh, conversations to have some some challenges been made. After I uh, uh, sent out the message that this would this could possibly, you never say never in wrestling. this could possibly be my last match in the professional wrestling ring. And of course, uh, of course, Nino didn't wait very long at all to throw the challenge back out to me. Uh, he's been a thorn in my side for for several years now, and of course he doesn't do anything on his own. He's got a a group of cronies that uh, he's uh, assembled and uh, should be pretty fun on November 4th. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, and speaking of November 4th, you know, talking about this challenge that has been accepted. I want to get your thoughts on what happened last episode because we we had Kyle on here and it was just going to be pretty much a simple interview where we had Kyle here talking about the event coming up on November 4th. But then we get this video from Nino Issuing out the challenge from Order 66. And then we have Kyle accepting the challenge, not just for you, but also including himself in this. I mean,
1: yeah, it really threw us for a loop. We didn't really kind of know how, what to do at that point. We just kind of laid out and let that happen. And that was, I mean, that was a shock to everybody, I think.
0: Right. So, I mean, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on the events that transpired as of last week.
3: Well, Kyle's his own man. He's been in the business for 20 years. He's not a trained wrestler. He, he's been a referee for 20 years right alongside me going to most of all the shows that I go to or I follow him around. Um, and I've just noticed in the last several matches that he's been able to referee in different promotions that whenever he and Nino get in the match, there's a lot of animosity there. And it just kind of bowled over at the last DCCW show, and Kyle just kind of took it upon himself to uh, um, to lash back out at him. And uh, now that this has come about, Kyle went ahead and threw his hat in the ring, and he's his own man. He's 30-plus years old. If that's what he wants to do, and he's got the 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 ire, Nino's done, got his ire up, and he's and he, he's ticked him off to a point. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys, cause i'm I'm a little upset now, um and I'm That's sure to get a whole lot it's it's gonna get a whole lot worse, I'm sure before November fourth. I mean, it's been brewing for several years, and now it's starting to come to a head and uh now that I've allowed announced my potentially my last match, then you know, I'd see no better time to do it. and if Kyle wants to join side stand beside me and do this match with me against Nino and his cronies then then I put my blessing on it. I mean, Kyle's not no small guy, and uh, I'm sure he can handle himself, even if he handles the other three, and I take care of Nino by myself and just sits on him or holds him down, we'll be fine. And uh, (laughs) then I can just uh, beat the tar out of Nino, and uh, maybe it'll be his last match. Who knows?
0: I'm for that. Exactly. Well, And kind of talking about it, and I mean, no disrespect when I ask this question, but with Kyle only – Being as a referee for the last 20 years, having not really competed as a wrestler, do you see this as more of a responsibility or a bigger challenge to not only take it and get revenge on Order 66 and put the nail in the coffin to this rivalry, but also to help Kyle along in this match as well? Well, Kyle's
3: been coming to the gym with me and his mom for, for several years, so he's beginning to get in a whole lot better shape. He just not may not be in ring shape, and he's not taking a whole bunch of bumps, really and truly. The only bumps I've seen him take intentionally was one years ago, and he decided that he wanted to be a referee. But since then, I've seen him get in there and stand toe-to-toe with some of the the biggest men in the professional wrestling business, some NWA champions, as a matter of fact, stand face to face with him and you know toe the line and you know call it right down the middle and they didn't mess with him. So and I've also seen him take you know bumps when it uh, you know when a when a move you know didn't happen the way it was was planned to do when they were supposed to be doing it to their opponent, but it it took out the referee. So I've seen that. So it's not like Kyle is, is is new to the business or doesn't know what it feels like to take bumps or to wrestle or to do anything. He's had to actually, you know, take situations in his hands before. So um, I look forward to it. I'm 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 kind of interested to see how Kyle's going to react uh, on November fourth at Solid Rock Championship Wrestling. And uh, these guys, you know, they've got they've got his. Uh, is uh, he's picked off, and just like anything, if you you pin a bearcat into the corner, he's gonna come out fighting. And I believe Kyle's gonna come out fighting on November fourth. They got a, a, a he's got a bone to pick with him, and I really kind of feel sorry for him, even though
1: it is gonna probably be four on two. Yeah, you are two sturdy gentlemen. I don't feel sorry for anybody who comes uh, y'all's way. They definitely made that decision. But uh, I wouldn't make that decision.
0: Absolutely. And looking at the card for this match, it seems as though it's going to be, for right now, three on two. So with three members of Order 66 going against you two, I'll kind of direct this to Kyle. Have you and your dad discussed any potential partners or anybody that will stand alongside you in this match?
2: Well, before I answer that question, uh, you had asked my dad, about my uh, background as far as actual wrestling goes. Um, and I basically, I put it on social media directly to El Nino when I said, hey, look, I'm not a trained wrestler, but I am a man and I do know how to fight. So mm-hmm. he's not coming for a match with me. He's gonna get a fight from me. So, I I, I mean, I, I, I hate I, I, nothing against anybody else, but I mean, he's 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 called me out, and I'm not gonna I'm not a wrestler, but I do know how to fight. So I mean, that's all I can say about that. Yeah, so you um, heard it here.
1: Of... Kyle Weaver is not afraid to throw hands.
0: Exactly. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to this because I I'm know that have... Order sixty six is in for a fight of their lives. I'm gonna I'm gonna dub
1: Kyle's hands the Weaver meat cleavers. Market right now. It's happening.
3: And you gotta guys, you gotta keep in mind this is Order 66. It's the three guys that are on Kyle's poster there, but they also have a manager that's uh I believe is calling himself the general manager of the entire show. So he thinks he's gonna be able to come in there and you know call the shots and everything. But uh I think Mr. Peoples will have a little bit to say about that, but that's that's not for me to say. But D- Mr Duke who is the leader of the order 66 you got to count him even though he's going to be on the outside it's still going to be 4 on 2 so we might need to find two more partners and
0: uh and, and like that. I was asking before like have has there been any potential prospects that you have looked at or have had people reach out to you in support or wanting to join you in this match
2: uh, I'll, I'll put it simply like this. Uh, my dad's been in this business for 30 years. I've been in it most of my life. Um, there's a Rolodex of people that if we needed to, we could reach out to um, that would have our backs uh, in no time. So as far as uh, us being outnumbered, uh, I think... They better not put all their cards in that their own basket.
0: Very interesting to hear. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see who y'all have in your corner or who y'all get to face order 66 in this match. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. I'm stoked. I think the thing they need to keep up
3: keep track of is all three of those gentlemen have got enemies all over the wrestling business. So we've had people that have already reached out to us in our decision-making process that could be enemies of them and enemies of us but are willing to come alongside of us and stand beside us just to fight with them. So for one night only, November 4th at Solid Rock Championship Wrestling, there might be some additional guys that they may not be thinking about They wouldn't come and stand beside the Weavers, but
0: we may have. It sounds like a can't-miss event. I think that this is not going to be a match. It's not even going to be a fight. I think we're expecting a war at this point.
1: Absolutely. And this is not just a a match. This is personal.
0: For sure. But once again, I'm looking forward to this match. Eventually, we're going to have to hear from the other side, from Order 66, and get their thoughts on this as well. I'm not looking forward to it personally, but...
1: No me gusta, El Nino.
0: Exactly. But, Bill and Kyle, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and getting your thoughts on this. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope every single one of you listening to this podcast right now, whether you're local to the South Georgia area or North Florida area, or whether you're not, I want to encourage you to go see this event on November 4th in Thomasville, Georgia. Solid Rock Championship Wrestling. You will see the Dream Weavers battle against order 66 and plus a slew of other matches that are coming as well along with warlord and barbarian the powers of pain legendary tag team will be there as well but once again bill and kyle thank you so much for joining us on the show we look forward to hearing more updates on this in the weeks to come and hope to have you on as well in the future thank you
3: so much gentlemen thank you
0: Well, to kind of cool us down from that whole segment, because that was a lot to take in, but a lot to look forward to.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I want to see the Dream Weavers beat the snot at Order 66 at this point.
0: It's going to be a great match, and it's going to be a fight to look forward to. But I know we want to try and get into some recent topics that are going around in the world of wrestling, and I know you've got a lot that you want to go over. So I'm going to pass it over to you, John, and let you kind of take it from here.
1: I think it's the most dangerous thing you could possibly do.
0: I know. I'm not really sure you if I'm excited about this. Regret that decision. Y- yeah, I probably am going to regret it. But you know, it's fifty fifty here. This is not a controlled monologue here. This is a- absolute like two way. Well, dialogue I mean,
1: here, I mean so. yeah, we will talk about. it. So let's let's talk about Vince, man. Vince is out. He's finally out. He's. I mean, it it doesn't seem real. It and
0: in some way. I'm still very skeptical, just okay. because this has happened before. And yeah. this has happened to where we think that he's out, but then some way he finds his way back
1: in. And he's like I, Michael Myers, okay? Every time you think he's dead, he's, you know, it's, we're, I mean, how many Halloweens are there at this point? There's been,
0: like, what, 20? 12 or 15? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quote-unquote 20.
1: 20, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean, Ari Emanuel comes and says, you know, that, that Vince is no longer in control of creative Triple H is. Fully in control of creative now. And I mean, I think if anybody's been watching the product over the last couple weeks, they can tell that it's no longer Vince making the decision. It's much more Triple H. I mean, DIY is back.
0: Exactly. I don't
1: think we would have ever seen DIY come back under Vince's booking. And Not at Tegan all. Knox actually had a match that lasted for longer than 30 seconds. Uh, it was a great match, by the way. Definitely. Uh, Tegan versus Becky. Yeah, give me more of that. Um, this,
0: will, this will definitely not be the last we see of Tegan Knox on the main roster. If not the main roster, then definitely in NXT.
1: I mean, I don't even see the point of putting her back on NXT. If she can have matches like that, you know, obviously, you know, maybe a, her her microphone work is, I'd say it's decent. It's not great. Um, her character still not fully formed yet. She's still just a little bit white meat baby face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, that takes time. I mean, look at Rhea Ripley. Exactly, like where she started from to versus where she's at now. And I mean, I think Tegan Knox has just absolutely un unmitigated amount of talent. I mean, it's just she's just fantastic. It's going to be
0: great to see her blossom. Um,
1: but yeah, no. So it's it's really yeah. It's just kind of one of those where like I keep pinching myself. I'm like, is he really gone?
0: <laughs> and my thing is like I just said I'm going to give it time because I'm still very skeptical about yeah. it but things are looking up as far as creative goes we've seen the reuniting of DIY we've seen a change in management and we'll get to that here in just a little bit and things are starting to look better as far as creative goes for WWE can't say the same for AEW in certain aspects but we'll get to that here yeah, in just a I little
1: mean, bit yeah uh, I mean so it kind of brings me up to my next point which actually was so Vince is out And Tony is out of his mind.
0: Yes. The whole Twitter rant that he's doing right now, what is he planning to accomplish
1: I don't know. Maybe that's the whole controversy creates cash. You know, Eric Bischoff said that a long time ago. And, you know, with this professional wrestling industry, I I do believe that's a a good adage. But, you know, controversy creates cash, but um, stupid tweets make you look like an idiot.
0: Exactly. Um, It's like, unless you're trying to portray... Another, like, tyrannical is, dictator. Yeah, does he want to character. be the next
1: Vince McMahon character? Does he want to be the evil owner? I mean, what what is what is his his goal here? Because he, you know, Tony's been kind of an even-keel guy. Like, he's, you know, we've made the joke on this show multiple times, you know, about, like, during the media scrums and stuff where uh, MJF or CM Punk would go off and he'd just kind of sit there bug-eyed, like... Oh Lord, I have no idea what to do here. And then exactly now he's the one going off half cocked on social media, and it's like he's really taking the this whole competition. he really took this this Tuesday night, uh, you know, head to head personal. And apparently he's been taking things personal um, for almost a year now. Well,
0: with the whole Tuesday night debacle. We knew it was going to be a stacked NXT because they already had John Cena, Cody. And not Rhodes. only did we
1: knew it was going to be a stacked NXT, we called the, the Undertaker, Undertaker. Yep. appearance. We called it, and I'm telling you, I listened to Sam, you know, Sam podcast, and we're the only ones, as far as I know, as far as wrestling podcast, called the Undertaker. Yeah, so I don't know if any other podcasters you heard it are it here listening first, out there. Yes,
0: yeah, you heard it here from the Five Star Jobbers. We called it. Undertaker showed up and laid out Braun Breaker and. I honestly, I was, gra-
1: I was happy to see the Undertaker. I don't like that he came and squashed Braun Breaker. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because I feel like Braun Breaker, just, I mean, they built him really well with Heyman in his corner and coming out there and talking about him, you know, being a WrestleMania moment waiting to happen. Yeah, but then and he, he is, gets, but then he yeah, gets, then you have
0: well, it's the, okay. It's, it's okay. You it's can Undertaker. survive that. Yeah, that. it's Undertaker because I mean, anybody you put in the ring with Undertaker is going to get squashed, no yeah. matter what. 'Cause I mean, he's at legendary status right now. He has the right to be able to do that. Agreed. And so but yeah, we knew it was gonna be very salty, but yeah, to see Tony Khan taking all this personal, I understand it, but at the same time, taking all of this to Twitter, it really doesn't do much for him unless there is some kind of intelligent design behind this where
1: I don't it understand
0: it. like it's a part of a creative process, but I don't see how this Plays into his My favor. thing
1: on this is is I just I don't see the value in anybody making this personal. Right. Um I don't you know we talked about this last week. Adam going, you know, Edge going from WWE to AEW shouldn't be viewed as a betrayal it shouldn't be viewed as a bad thing it should be viewed as a good thing it's it's an opportunity for us to see a fantastic performer in a different world where he can do different things exactly
0: it's like he was saying in his post you know don't be a fan of acronyms be a fan of professional wrestling yeah. if you're a true professional wrestling fan this is great because
1: yeah and so that's what i'm it's... saying with the, with tony is i don't see where you know i get where tony is invested into AEW i mean the guys uh you know his family's billionaires, and they own the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I, I believe a Premier Soccer League as well. But you know, he, obviously, he's invested into his company. I'm not going to say you should never be invested, or you shouldn't take things. You know, in you know, you shouldn't. Of course, he he takes things very seriously, and of course, he cares about AEW. But I just don't. I don't see the reason why AEW and WWE have to be. Antithetical towards right. one another. Yeah, it doesn't I make mean, sense. I they're, mean, they're, it's not like it's not like the Monday Night Wars, you know, back in the nineties. It's not like it's Eric Bischoff saying we want to put WWF out of business. Right, AEW is is a different product for a different kind of wrestling fan, and you know, you can you can watch the products every week, and you can tell, you know. Big big time professional wrestling fans like ourselves, we love all of the product. You know, we watch AEW, we watch WWE, we watch Ring of Honor. You know, we watch MLW, GCW, Impact, like anything. We're big consumers of it. But like even in the, you know, like of course you've got your people who are like WWE only, and like the world of wrestling doesn't exist outside of Monday and Friday. But those fans aren't going anywhere, anyways. No. Uh, you know, in, in market segmentation, you don't even count those kind of loyalists like that. Like, you don't try to take them. Like, you're not going to get them. They're not going to stay with you. Exactly. Uh, AEW needs to focus on growing the professional wrestling allure beyond the WWE universe. Right. Because you've already got, you're already going to have at this point, the ones who are WWE fans that are going to watch AEW, they're already watching. Yes. So, you have to build new fans. You're not going to just take more fans from WWE. You've got to, you know, we need to Build your
0: own fan base.
1: Build your own fan base. And just like in the Monday Night Wars back in the 90s, like, wrestling just was bigger. Yeah. It wasn't like it was, you know, like, even though, yeah, people would switch back and forth because the shows were on at the same time. In this situation, the shows aren't on at the same time. But still, wrestling is not as big now as it was in the 90s during the Monday Night Wars when, you know, shows were doing four and five million viewers every monday yeah no shows doing four or five no nowadays i mean they're doing one like it's it's lucky to do two you know but when stone cold and the rock and all them you know from 96 to 2000 and the nwo dx stone cold the rock all that yeah we're talking four and five sometimes even six yeah um I just I don't see the point in making things personal. It's business. Exactly. And it's a business nowadays with social media, with YouTube, with streaming sites. There's plenty of room for multiple promotions to exist and it's just better for the fans. I mean and that's what it sh- that's what should be the focus of it. It shouldn't be about <coughs> like
0: personal vendettas or trying to stick it to whoever. It should be focused for the fans because If you're not focused on the fans, then you've lost the whole purpose of getting into the business in the first place or being in professional wrestling in the first place because the fans are what help have a company to begin with because if you don't have fans, you have nothing. You could have a ring and a few guys just wrestling around, but unless you have a fan base, you have nothing from there.
1: No, 100% agree. And At the end of the day, they're... The desire for good professional wrestling is there. And his company is growing. Um, I, I, I've heard naysayers say that AEW has already reached its peak. I don't believe that. No, I don't um, believe it either. I mean, I, I think things take time to build the right way. I think AEW, I mean, we're looking at what? we're We're in year... Five, three or four,
0: four, yeah, three or four. Sorry, yeah, I was overshooting it. But and
1: yeah. uh, they're they're where they're at already. I mean, they sold out Wembley. Yeah, uh, they're growing. They're growing organically. They're bringing in more established talent. They're also making young talent. You know, Ricky Starks is is starting to really get uh, more of a, I guess, a, an identity. Yeah. Um, Darby Allen has a platform to where he's, you know, know, one of their original pillars, MJF is the world champion and he's probably one of the most over wrestlers, performers in all of the industry. Exactly. Um so, I mean, they're, they're on the right track. They don't need to be sitting there getting angry with a company for wanting to compete with them when they go head to head the one time of the year that's going to happen. Right. Um, But I mean, obviously, they should take it
0: as a compliment that they see them as a genuine threat to try and put all these guys like John Cena, Paul Heyman, and the Undertaker on there, because the fact that they went all out—no pun (laughs) intended—to put these guys up against AEW just shows how much. And Triple H won't say it. No, it just shows how much of a threat that they see them as far as ratings go if they're pitted up against the same time on the same day.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like in my my true opinion is I don't think they should ever be pitted up. You know, like as somebody who grew up with the Monday Night Wars, and like I said, I loved it. I loved how the competition created excellence and creativity and and the product. But there's no need for it nowadays. We're, We're not talking about, you know, the Monday Night Wars existed in a time before DVR. Like, it's not either or anymore. You know, it used to be unless you had a, a, a video recording um, machine in your house and you had enough VHS tapes to record everything, you had to pick one or the other because they were on at the same time. But nowadays, even if two shows are on at the same time, I don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah. NXT, this NXT was on at the same time as Dynamite. I didn't pick one or the other. I watched both. Right. Like, there's just, we're, we don't live in the day and age where there, there has to be a competition. Um, you just need to create the best product. The better product you create, the more views you're going to get. And it doesn't matter what's on when. Right. You may not get the live audience, but as long as you're getting enough views, the the sponsors and the money will come in. Exactly. Which, honestly,
0: in the spirit of competition, we should do a segment at some point. As far as like dream matches, we'd love to see with WWE superstars against certain AEW wrestlers. Yeah. That, I mean, that'd be a good segment, because I mean, there's so many wrestlers in AEW that I would love to see wrestle against guys in WWE, but that, that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. That's, that's a whole other whole conversation,
1: other segment. at the same time, so over the last couple of years, I've seen those matches already. True, you know, some but guys there, are that some that we
0: there are some that we haven't seen that oh, absolutely. would be absolutely amazing to see.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I definitely would, uh, you know, I'd like to see something like uh, Kenny Omega versus an Austin Theory. Yeah. Um,
0: I would love to see Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay.
1: Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay would be be fantastic. Seth Rollins and And Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega would be fantastic. Uh, I'd love to see the Young Bucks versus the Usos. That would be a great, great
0: match. Mm -hmm. Or even, I'd go so far as to say, I'd love to see Roman Reigns and MJF.
1: Uh, Roman Reigns and MJF could work well. to me, Roman is like, Roman is a he's a WWE created product. He's he's a good worker, um, but you know, and I'm not going to say he doesn't have a great work rate because I mean he's been in some really I mean fantastic matches. Um,
0: well, and if not MJ or, or if not Roman Reigns, MJF and the Miz.
1: MJF and the Miz would be a, would be, a be a great pro- promo. Pro- That'd be a great program. And honestly, as I say the Miz works well and the MJF works well. Their styles actually kind of uh, are very similar. You know, they're protected; like they don't do crazy stuff. Like, and if they right. do something, they make it count. Exactly. Um, you know, the thing for me about Roman is Roman kind of is in a, in, a, in a different class. Like, it's like what, like what, like who like I really can't think about who on AEW that I'd really want to see. Against Roman Reigns that I think would be like a legit match. You know, I mean, there's not- bunch,
0: there's some that we could go over. But, I mean, like I said, we, that's something we get too deep <laughs> into and we don't have enough time for that. If we try to keep this under an hour. But was there any other topics that we really wanted to get into? Because I know we, wanted, we definitely wanted to talk about Vince being out. Uh,
1: no I think I we think... talked about the the some of the main you know hot topics outside of you know just reviewing the product this week right uh, I mean there's you know, still we're, we're, a lot going on we're gonna talk about uh, title Tuesday and we're gonna talk about the super NXT you know as we go over our reviews right so I mean for the most part that's it I mean obviously you know the the professional wrestling world has just kind of, it's been really fast-paced over the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's just been a lot of things going on. Yes. You know, with different wrestlers going from one place to the next. You know, say, like, seeing Vince actually dethroned. Like I said, you're still just kind of taking it, and I think we're all kind of, like, in a state of shock you know we're we're in a state of disbelief. We we think we're being worked. Right. <laughs>
0: I feel I feel like it's it's still a work, but like yeah, I said, I I'm the pessimistic one between the two of us in this situation. So I'm still holding. I'm not going to hold That's my really breath. Careful,
1: because I try to be very pessimistic. I know. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I, what's happening to me. I feel like we're switching roles here. This is like a Freaky Friday yeah, you're situation. Supposed to, you're
1: supposed to be the optimist, and I'm supposed to be the old curmudgeon.
0: I know, but you know, it's ha- ha- in the spirit of Halloween. I feel like I should switch. We should switch roles at some yeah, point.
1: If we Freaky Friday, that would just that be very weird.
0: I know. I wouldn't like that at all.
1: I, I don't like. I don't want to be as tall as you.
0: No, I don't want to be as big either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm built for I'm built for comfort, not ah. speed. Okay. <laughs> exactly. All right, John, you ready for some reviews? Oh, buddy, I'm ready.
0: Let's get into it. So, my high spot for this week, I, it's kind of a toss-up between the two. Because one is also conflicting for me as a botch, but it's for a different reason. So, my high spot, I had two. So, first one was the WWE Tag Team Championship match this week. I thought it was an incredible match. I mean, honestly, pay-per-view worthy. I thought it was great from bell to bell. My other one was Nick Aldis being announced as SmackDown's general manager for this mm. week. I, I don't want to say I marked out, but I was beyond excited to see Nick Aldis as I'm a part a huge, of the movie. I'm
1: a huge Magnus Nick Aldis fan. Yes, love there Nick was Aldis. a There was a period of time with Impact where I thought he was the only thing that was worth the darn to watch. Yes. Uh, near the end of his run with Impact. Yeah. Uh, super excited to see Nick Aldis Magnus uh you know wish he was wrestling but no matter what just happy to see him be part of the company
0: absolutely so yeah that that was my high spot for this week Uh, what you got for yours
1: so I'd say my high spot uh was the the opening of Smackdown uh I thought that was, I, or SmackDown as a whole. Honestly, yeah, it was I agree. probably the best SmackDown I've seen in a really, really long time.
0: Well, with it being the season premiere, you, you, they had to go all out. They had to try and do something, yeah, to well, make they, it worthwhile. We'll they
1: did it really, really well. But like the opening segment with Cena and then Reigns, and then you bring LA Knight into it, um, and you know just the, the 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 tension between the Bloodline and LA Knight and John Cena. And and the the build they're doing for um, Crown Jewel with La Knight and Roman Reigns, like we know La Knight's not gonna win. We know he's not taking over Roman Reigns, but to see La Knight in the same ring with Roman Reigns, he's holding his own.
0: Yes, he is. You know,
1: like if, if you're having to try to pass a litmus test of can the guy hold his own in the Big Show, absolutely knocks it out of the park. Fantastic. I think, um, I think, La Knight is earning himself a title opportunity, and it's not going to be until after Cody finishes the story. Right. But obviously, I think La Knight's going to be a future champion, and uh, you know, just the way that the segment was written, everything that's done really well. You know, like they're they're building the the tense the tension. You know, with the bloodline and with Jimmy, and also with Jimmy and Jay, and with Roman and uh, Cody, with Roman and LA Knight. Really well done, really great storytelling. And then, of course, they say the segment where Triple H comes out, I'm always going to mark out. When King of Kings plays and when Triple H comes, <laughs> just like you said, like there's a part of him that really misses it. There's a part of me, oh yeah, that really misses. Oh, I miss him it coming too. 100%. out. One hundred percent. So yeah. uh, I, I'm a big fan of whenever Triple H comes out, but coming out and you know giving the flowers to Adam Pierce and bringing out Nick Allis, uh, and I think the way that they did it was really really smart because I think they knew that the real hardcore professional wrestling fans were going to know who nick aldis was but the casual you know only watch wwe and watch sporadically fans which is a large population of their of their fan base especially that's at those live events i think they knew that it's going to be kind of 50 50 on yay and then who is this see and that
0: kind of ties into my botch and i don't know if you had any other high spots or anything yeah that kind of was my other part for the botch that I had this week but I also have another one aside from this but yeah the fans at the Smackdown event whenever Nick Aldis was announced hardly any ovation but there was some for like you said the hardcore like wrestling fans but for those that are just WWE centered or like the kids yeah the reaction
1: didn't surprise me
0: right and see it did in the moment but looking back on it now I understand because like we talked about this before when when we started recording the whole thing with WWE fans, you have some that are not just WWE, but also just fans of wrestling. Yes, like But I was- then you have the ones that are just strictly WWE, whether it's like they've only been watching the WWE product or parents bringing their kids to a WWE <laughs> show yep. and they only know about those kind of people. They haven't been introduced to the world outside of WWE. Yeah, if
1: you haven't watched Impact Wrestling, TNA wrestling, or NWA wrestling, you don't know who Nick Aldis is. You don't know who Magnus is. Exactly. And you don't know his his career, his resume. You know, he's he looks fantastic. I mean there's like you can't get away from it. The guy looks like a million bucks. Right. But it's a million bucks that you don't know about.
0: Right. But yeah, that that was kind of a botch that I have this week. But my main one and You said it plainly in the beginning of the episode. The wardrobe malfunction with Nia Jax. (laughs) I I understand WWE has some of the best seamstresses and put together some great outfits and great ring gear. And I understand Nia Jax is not the most slender of women, although she is very beautiful. And no, no disrespect to her whatsoever. But they couldn't put together something that was better fitting and didn't tear away so easily which and that may have been something that was caused from someone's nails or like catching something on the ring but
1: you know yeah teenage... I'm just glad
0: that it didn't escalate further from there because nah. then there would have been a whole other situation well, I'm
1: telling you right here and now uh, elementary school age and teenaged John. Prayed for wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> but older John, and in this situation, wish that they would never have... Wish that never happened. Exactly. This was not the one that I was hoping for. Yes. it's. Uh, have you ever gotten exactly what you asked for, but in the exact opposite way of what you wanted? That was this moment. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's like if you ever go to a nude beach and you expect there to be all the people that you would think there would be there. But
1: it's nothing but 70-year-old dudes with... Uh, yeah,
0: seventy-year-old dudes, eighty-year-old women, yep. just yeah,
1: with just uncut anteaters. <laughs> oh my gosh! I got the middle picture. I
0: need to get out of my head. How how could you do this to me, John? No, no. Yep. Oh
1: yeah, gosh. No. My, my my botch uh, my botch of the week was uh, was actually. The opening to Collision.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I was super stoked when Adam Copeland came out. And, you know, he's doing his thing again. And then Christian interrupts him. I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. And if you listen to the episode last week, I talked about exactly what I wanted to hear Christian say. And it's exactly what he was saying. And it was fantastic. They were getting into it. And then it gets interrupted. And I'm fine for an interruption if it's building the product. But it gets interrupted By Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they were
0: working towards, or if this is going to help play into the storyline. I mean, I'm a big
1: fan of Ricky Starks. I'm a big fan of Big Bill. You know, I went on and said, you know, the last on the last podcast, like them beating FTR doesn't upset me because I think these guys can really, you know, if they can, if they can be a team uh you know like a Sean and Diesel or an Enzo and Cass type of thing where you've got you know your talker and then you've got your 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 big brute heel you know like your heater that's fantastic but what did they have to do with the with the edge and Christian angle right nothing and then FTR comes out you got Brian Danielson that was already out in the ring from earlier and it, 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 it's just a schmoz. it's chaos and, and then much. and then Ricky, I, I guess you know, from what the reports are saying, goes off script and, and and throws an insult towards Edge towards Adam Copeland. And he retorts, and I'm you know, no, no disrespect to Ricky or Adam Copeland, but unscripted promos, you know, it's one thing to go out there and, and to do great things in the ring. But sometimes with promos, there needs to be a script because there needs to be a, a filtering of that's a good put down and that one sounds like middle school crap exactly and that's what those put downs sounded like they sounded like middle school like kids who don't quite know how to throw an insult out yet and so they're just throwing crap on the walls and seeing what sticks right and then we find out later that that was to say that was not scripted that was they were not friendly jibing. That was that was not a work. That was a shoot. And I don't think that they're real enemies in any way, shape, or form. But obviously, Ricky was saying things that Adam was not expecting him to say. He was not prepared for him to say. He was not prepared with a comeback. And there he was caught in the middle of a, a crowd. And he's not going to just take a comeback like that and on the jaw and not say anything right. on national TV. Like He's been doing this for a really long time. And it's coming out that there's heat now between Ricky and Adam because of this. Which throws me back to the same reason that CM Punk originally had heat in the company which was an unscripted jibe from Adam Page. And and I'm man enough to
0: admit when I was wrong and I see the CM Punk side of things now
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's all starting to Makes sense now. Yep, it's all starting to the the picture is starting to form now of what really went down.
1: Yeah, I mean, like this, you know, we're not we're not workers ourselves, right? But we have we're students, as I say, we're students of the game,
0: right. We've seen it enough to understand. We are
1: historians, I would say. Yes. We've consumed enough product. You know, if they say like 10,000 hours to become a master of something, we've put in our 10,000 hours of observing and learning about professional wrestling to to, to say with a master's idea that there's a certain ebb and flow to the way wrestling goes and to the way things have worked. And old school, you know, back, you know, behind the curtain ways that things go. And you know in AEW it's very, obviously there's a very new age idea of some things but obviously a lot of the old age practices yeah existed for a reason and going over your match you know making you know a lot of times you know you'd call it in the ring but you'd also be like hey I want to do this move on you I want this to be the finish they would agree upon that stuff before they went out you know, like if, if a wrestler says, Hey, I wanna kick out of your finish, then they go, Well, then I, if you don't wanna if you don't wanna take my finish and, and lose, I don't wanna give you my finish and have it be tainted. You know, like, I right. guarantee you Kenny Omega, you know, at this point he doesn't even need to have the conversation, but for a long time Kenny Omega's probably had the conversation of, If you're gonna kick out of the one winged angel, I'm not doing the one winged angel. Right. And I'm sure those that we've talked to wrestlers who, you know, wrestle in the indie scenes and everything like that. And, you know, we've asked them, like, are there moves you're not willing to take? And they've told us, yeah, I'm not willing yeah. to take this move or that move. And, you know, it's because when you go out there in front of a lot of TV, there has to be a respect and an understanding and a trust that someone's not going to go into business for themselves and you know Paul Heyman's gone on record multiple times talking about people going into business for themselves, and like the reason that Brock Lesnar is respected the way that Brock Lesnar's is respected is because he's of a size and of a capability that it doesn't matter who you are, you can't go in for your you can't go in for yourself against Brock Lesnar. You can't take liberties against Brock Lesnar. He will destroy you exactly.
0: Because I love whenever he's in interviews with uh, Inside the Ropes or any other. Yep. Uh, uh, interviewer and because he's like ask uh, Randy Orton what happens when you take liberties with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, yeah. Ask Braun Strowman what happens when you take liberties with Brock Lesnar. My favorite one is when he goes ask the Undertaker what happens and he's not like saying, not yeah. saying it did just throwing out a conspiracy theory for you to chew on and just m- muddle on or But whatever. it's the
1: same thing. It's like yeah if you if you go out there and you take liberties with your partner because I say whether you're the baby face or the heel if you're out there in the ring together you're a partner. If you take liberties with that person, you're breaking trust. Exactly. And in this business,
0: trust is everything. Exactly. You're trusting that other person that you're in the ring with with your life. Yeah. And if you break that trust, then... If I can't trust
1: you on the microphone, why would I trust you with my body?
0: Exactly. And so you have to have that trust and you have to have that respect for the other individual to be able to be professional and work with them in order to build a product and to be able to build upon a storyline mm-hmm. that is going to engage fans and is going to buy into your product.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, there's a lot that AEW needs to work on, but that's just one of the many things that they need to work on. It's just being able to have a creative day, like I said
1: with, Like I said with Tony Khan, when I was talking about Punk and I'll say it now, and I just, the same thing about earlier is he's got to learn to run this like a business and not like, You know, I get that he's a fan. I get that you know a lot of these guys are like he feels like they're his friends and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this is a business, and he is a business owner. And as much as we've said negative about Vince currently, you know the the Vince McMahon of many years ago is the Vince McMahon who changed the professional wrestling world. You know. As you know, it is to what it is today. Exactly. Uh, and he didn't do that by being, you know, a milk toast owner. Right. The he was he was the man. Yeah. And nobody questioned his. You know, when he said something, nobody questioned it. Nobody went against him. And if they did, they didn't say it to his face because they knew they wouldn't have a job the next day. Right. And Tony Khan's got to learn that he's either got to run that back room like a boss or he's going to get he's going to he's he's just or he's just a mark.
0: Exactly. And marks he's a mark with a big wallet. Well,
1: I'll say and, and marks don't make successful professional wrestling promotions. No, they don't. I mean, look at the UWF. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, guys,
0: that's our show. That's our reviews. We want to make mention the, of the two events that are coming up again. October 21st. Hope Championship Wrestling, Thomaston, Georgia at Silvertown Baptist Church. Go and get tickets for it. This coming Saturday, Nikita Koloff, the legend himself, will be there. Our good friend Logan Stevens. The NWA
1: champion is going to be
0: in Thomaston, Georgia. you got to go and get tickets for it. You don't want to miss it out. Our good friend Logan Stevens will be there as well. We'll get to see him. Also, YouTube content and TikTok are coming up soon. But also... November 4th, Solid Rock Championship Wrestling in Thomasville, Georgia. Our good friends, Kyle and Bill, the Dream Weavers, in a match against Order 66. Who's their partner gonna be? I don't What's know. What's gonna be the stipulation of the match? I don't know. If we don't pick, they don't figure
1: out a partner. I'm gonna put on a singlet and I'm gonna go.
0: I don't you don't we don't want to see you in a singlet, John. Nope nobody wants to I, I love you, but nobody wants to see you in a singlet. I look like uh, Big John Studd. I'd say he probably looked more like. I Big look Goss. like
1: a uh, uh, bastion booger. Uh,
0: you look like a booger, but not
2: not bastion <laughs> booger.
0: But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are on social media at Five Star Jobbers. You can go look us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Are coming up soon. But thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep it five stars.